Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Solar Life Podcast. I'm so glad that you are, that you guys are tuned in with us tonight. I'm super excited about this episode. I have some moms here with me tonight. Um, you know, we're all mothers. We all have kids. Happy belated Mother's Day, everyone. If I didn't tell you personally, I feel like I told everybody on here, though. You did. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Most definitely. Um, so if you're a mom, even if you're not a mom, think about becoming a mom. Even if you're a guy, you just want to know what we're talking about tune in this episode is for you especially if you plan on dating a woman that has kids or maybe you know you have a child with someone else definitely tune in share this broadcast um like comment and we're gonna do our intro video here and we will be welcome to the so lux life podcast where our goal is to enhance the mental physical and spiritual luxuries in life make your life luxurious through knowledge coaching training and technique visit us online at soulluxlife.com here's your host crispin j watson Intro, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that is so dope. I love it. Um, I actually paid this guy like fifteen dollars on Fiverr. To Are you serious? That's the guy's point. Wow. Just a little tip: Fiverr is the go-to <laughs> for your business. Now so we definitely have some great topics that we're going to cover tonight. Um, but I'll let everyone introduce themselves. I'll start first. I'm Kristen. If you're on my page and watching this, you probably know me. I am a mom. I'm divorced. Um, I am a single mom of two. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. And they're both about to be seven and three. Their birthdays are in June and July. So I can't, honestly, you guys, I can't believe I have kids, but this is the life I'm living. Um, and I was the one that I would say, like, I don't really want kids, you know, maybe one day. But here I am with two, and I absolutely love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, I guess we can go in order of the screen. Um, Gabby, Sakura, and then Donisha. All right. My name is Gabrielle Henderson. I am a mother of a college daughter who's actually playing in the um, Southeastern Conference this weekend, which I'm very proud of her. He is my big guy, so we all look for a reason that we get up every day and we bust our butts, and she is the absolute reason that I do that. And I'm very proud of her. I'm a realtor in Birmingham, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. I'm Sakura Lee. I'm the mother of Tyler Lee. Um, he's a 13-year-old middle school um, boy going through puberty at this point. So I'm transitioning to dealing with that now, which is pretty interesting and fun. Um, like Crispin, and I didn't think that I would have a child either, but he's the biggest blessing that I have, and he's actually my joy and pride, and he's my strength. <laughs> Look, I'm so honored to be coming behind all you beautiful mothers after those introductions. Uh, my name is Denisha Coleman. 
I'm from Mississippi. I'm a registered nurse and also I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I specialize in e-commerce and beauty products. Uh, I have a seven-year-old. Uh, she's she's my pride and joy. And like like Gabrielle said, like if you don't know your why, if it's not your kids, you need to do some reevaluation. And so I'm so happy. I thank God every single day that I have a child like her, somebody who encourages me and keep me motivated and keep me going. And so I'm just so happy that Christmas brought me on the show. I love your accent, by the way. <laughs> Look, I'm <laughs> Damn, always talking about my accent. No, you're good. You're good. I love it. Be yourself, baby. Be your authentic self. I love it. Yes, most definitely. And that's a great point because my my children are definitely my wife. Um, just a little backstory. Um, when I was pregnant with Grant, like the week I found out I was pregnant with him me and his dad separated. So um, he basically said he didn't want to be in the marriage anymore, this and that. And um, I found out I was pregnant with him. And at that point I was like, you know, I'm going through this with him and I want to have a baby. Like it was a lot. It was like, I was literally going through depression um, mm -hmm. to where I couldn't eat. I was hungry and have an appetite. Like all I was, I was just sad, just not really understanding what was going on. But then I thought mm -hmm. about like, I'm carrying a seed in my stomach. I'm like, I have to eat for him. Like, I feel like he mm -hmm. literally saved my life. He made me get back and, you know, feel like there's more to life than like a failed relationship than me being depressed about something like that. So, you know, He's a handful, but I definitely love him. Um, him and Camille. She stuck by my side through that entire, entire time. And I just couldn't imagine life without her. Like, we would lay in bed. And and I hated for her to see me sad. Like, that broke my heart. Yeah. She knew, but she would always do things like, hey, let's watch a movie together. Or can you do my makeup? Because she knew I used to like to do makeup. And she would ask me yeah. just to kind of lift my spirits and make me happy so well, her sweet yeah. i know <laughs> she's sweet to you gabby she ain't got a little sassy with me now <laughs> well they go through that between the ages of eight to ten but just get them, get them back together they'll be okay <laughs> okay after ten because i'm already like, like terrible twos is over but people are telling me like three is even worse <laughs> Yeah, oh, they grant, 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 definitely off the plane. But it's amazing uh, to kind of expand on your story, how men can just leave and say bye, and we are still yes, and stuck, but we are the backbones of raising our children, providing for our families, and men can just see them every other weekend, and that's okay. You know what I mean? And you're kind of mm -hmm. slow to pick up the pieces, you know? Because you're the mom, like you're the parent 24 7, like yes. 24 hours out of the day. Aside from your job, you still have to come home, cook, clean, be a mom, as to where they can go home and chill. And they're not worried about like a kid or making sure they're doing homework and things like that. So it's definitely an unfair advantage. But I feel like God, you know, blesses the moms a little bit extra. <laughs> yes. It, like at the end of the day, um, when we think about it down the line, like that's why a lot of kids grow up with that, uh, with that sense of, um, like they're missing something or they look for it and search for it. In the opposite sex, especially mm -hmm. girls, 
you know, so it does impact the child in the long run, especially when you have daughters, you know. So the only thing that we can do as mothers is just like pray and plead the blood of Jesus. I tell people all the time, I know my mama played the blood of Jesus over day. <laughs> and I had my dad my mama played the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it, takes that, it takes that prayer and just um, implementing that into them. Yes. Um, and, you know, I pray every night, like, Lord, please don't let my kids have to go through some of the things I've been through. Please don't let them make some of the mistakes that I've made, experience mm -hmm. some of the things that I've experienced growing up. You just mm -hmm. have that protection over it. And, like, Gabby, as, as a college mom, Kind of tell us how you're feeling about that because she's like borderline grown at this point. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, you're right. So it's a big transition, right? From your your little baby, like you said, the toddler age, then they get to eight, nine, teens, you know, where they start getting sassy, start feeling they self like the old folks say. Well, <laughs> through the teenage years, and now she's in college. And honestly, I mean, she's really a mini adult. And so just being able to navigate that, keeping that open line of communication where, you know, she can talk to me about anything. Um, even in high school, I set the parameters with her where, you know, because I know I did, you know, if y'all are out, you know, drinking, not that I'm condoning her drinking, but just as an example, if you're out drinking or whatever, or you're in a situation, call me. Because there's so many times that our kids grow up and they don't have that core foundation with the mother or parent or someone, and they don't have anybody to call. And so I just made sure that as she transitioned to being a mini adult, I still tell her she ain't grown. But you know, many, many of the you and girls to get us to pay your bills, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and kind of coming into her own, just keeping that communication open and making sure that I keep that relationship. Like even to this day, she's in college and she literally, like we FaceTime every single day. And so oh, there's a day that goes by that we don't say good morning or FaceTime you know, at the end of the day. And trust me, she's busy, I'm busy, but we still make that time to stay connected. And so I would say the biggest thing is the adjustment is her being an adult and me learning how to navigate through and uh, accept her for the young woman that she's becoming and not judge her and just still be there to guide her and know that she has someone that she can depend on. I got a question, Gabby. So like, now you have a daughter that's almost in adult or this is you know, the teen adult age. How do you trade uh, like the the barriers or put up parameters as far as like I'm your mother and I'm your friend versus in the middle to leave the open line for communication that you can tell me any any and everything. Right. Well, you still have to, to me. You still have to have that level of discipline. You know where they respect you. I'm not the kind of mama that go to the club with my daughter and you know, pop bottles and, and smoke, whatever what the people do, these, you know, it's, it's a very small gap between uh, the age of our, the new brothers and their kids, right? So I'm not the kind of mom that we can really hang out and kick it like that, but you can still hang out in the house, have a good time. Um, I'm having a good time, but we ain't kicking it together and we definitely ain't going to no club together. So that's the one. So I kind of lay those, uh, and I know, I know some people that actually hang out with their daughters like that. And that's fine for them. That you know, for me, I'm like, no, nah, we ain't friends, baby. We are first. I'm your mother, and I'm here to guide you, and I'm here to protect you, and I'm here to have that relationship with you. 
where you feel comfortable enough to talk to me. And even from that relationship that her friends uh, saw with her and I, they have that relationship with me. So even some of her friends, they may not be able to go to their parents. Uh-huh. Me, they call me Mama G. That's my name, Mama G. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they'll come to me and just talk to me about anything, boys, you know, whatever, you know, and they'll talk to me about it. That communication point is so important because mm-hmm. I was adopted when I was like twelve, and so. My grandmother adopted me, but we didn't really have that uh, open door type of relationship. It was just more so disciplinary. You know, you do what you have to, what you're supposed to do. Um, So I had to learn all of that, how to nurture my son, how to communicate with him, how to, you know, tell him my life lessons and tell him, okay, I did this, but you don't do that, you know? And so I think that's the way that you've established that with your daughter. And then to see it go on into adulthood, that's beautiful. You didn't have that with your grandmother. And I was the same way with my mom. My mom and I are close and I love her, but I didn't have that relationship with my mom where I felt like I could just go to her with anything. I felt like she was green. She wouldn't understand. I couldn't talk to her. So growing up, it's like you learn everything from who? Your peers and your friends. You know, you learn about sex. You learn about, you know, boys and emotions or whatever it may be from your friends versus having that uh, relationship with your uh, with your mom. So I definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so- that's one of the things I desire with Camille. Like, mm-hmm. I pray that we have that open relationship to where she trusts me and know that like she could tell me something and I'm not going to get mad and blow up um, with her. And the way I started that relationship um, from very young, um, Crispin, kind of like at the age of uh, your daughter now is I would just, our, our time to really bond and cuddle would be at night. And we would just mm-hmm. lay in bed and talk about everything like her daily or whatever. And from that relationship, it starts with, mama, this was second day of school, you know? <laughs> and they start kind of really opening up. And you're like, girl, what is What? What is what? You know? So you start kind of talking to them. And then that kind of builds as they get older, the idea that they can talk to my mama. My mama, I can go tell my mama this, you know? And I'm not saying she tells me everything because there may be some stuff that I don't know and I probably don't want to know. But I started it at the age like you, you know your daughter is, where I, we just kind of laid in bed and talked and had that time together um, at night and just talked about her day because kids, it's amazing, um, especially you know with the age of social media and you know all of that kind of stuff. And you know kids are getting cell phones as early as eight years old. And why they need a cell phone at eight? I don't know. I'm old school still. But you know kids are getting cell phones and they're you know have this phone and this device right here. And they get drawn in to what's going on um, on those apps, you know? Mm, so true. Um, Camille used to play this Roblox game. I gave her like one of my old iPhones. Yeah. Like, she could only use it on Wi Fi. Okay. But she was playing this game. And I had to take it from her because it's like people chatting with you on the game. And I'm like, mm. No, yep. man. And these people right. might ask you, like, what's your address? Where do you live? Like, we're not doing that. Right. Um, so you definitely kind of have to be cautious on that. <laughs> right. So, um, 
Now, Farrah, we can get into some of our topics that we have lined out for tonight. Are you guys ready? Don't get juicy. Yes. <laughs> What's the tea? What's the tea? <laughs> tonight. Oh. So if you're watching, definitely share this video. Um, you ladies that are online, if you haven't already shared, I would definitely appreciate it if you do. <laughs> so um, first topic that we're going to talk about, dating while you have kids um dating people outside of the kids parents you know um i was kind of scared to jump back out there which i kind of still am to kind of get into that dating life my divorce was finalized um 2019 maybe i don't know it's so vague i try to kind of wipe that <laughs> part of out of my memory but um Kind of, what's your take on dating when you have kids? Are you more cautious? Do you date differently now that you have kids than you um, did when you were single? Not everybody at once. <laughs> so I guess. Uh, so honestly, I have not personally started dating yet. Um, and one reason why is because um. Like, I put into my settlement that uh, I would want her father to be dating someone consistently for six months and for him to make sure that it's somebody who he sees that is feasible to be around his daughter. And out of the same expectation of him, I would want to do the same thing. So, uh, I'm just doing some personal work, you know, like getting to know me better, falling back in love with me, self-love, self-care. And I'm not in a rush to basically date somebody, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, look at me. I can date myself right now. Hey. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm all about dating myself. But, like, the same expectations that I want of him, I need to want them for myself. And, I like, I'm just not in the business. Like, when I, the next person I date, like, it's going to be somebody that I, need, that I want. Like, like, you know how when you get them butterflies in your stomach? Like, oh, it's been a while since I started. <laughs> <laughs> Them butterflies wear off, though. Then you get down to the real work. <laughs> but, but when the butterfly, when the butterflies wear off, I still need to like you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But this. My um, yo, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said this my. Yeah. <laughs> For me. Um, Atira's dad and I, we had been together for a while um, since I was in my 20s. And so when we got divorced, it's like all I knew was him. Um, and she was, you know, pretty much my whole life. And so even through and after the divorce, I still, you know, not that I, I mean, it was just he, our families were connected, you know, holidays we still, you know, did together. Um, I still like his mom was my best friend. God rest her soul. Like she was like literally my second mom and that did not change through the divorce. And so a lot of people didn't understand that dynamic of our relationship and our family, because once you have kids with someone, no matter what, right, wrong, or indifferent, y'all are still family. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a strong man to really come in or step into a situation where a woman has kids, especially a strong, independent woman, 
you know, and you have children and they're kind of stepping in and navigating that whole dynamic, you know, without the baby mama, baby daddy drama. I mean, just a true dynamic, you know, of the situation. And so for me, um, you know, going back to your point, um, Denise, it was really out of respect for our relationship and our daughter. Um, and my mom, the same thing. My mom got divorced when I was 12 years old. And I never saw men coming in and out of our house ever. Like, mm-hmm. like mom, like, you need to go get a man. Like, what you do? You know, <laughs> she never brought me in around us. And I admired that as I got older and I had a daughter of my own that I didn't want to do the same thing. You know, you have to respect, number one, your household. And up before any man, you have to respect your children. And so getting to the point, like you said, I mean, that's a great point, making sure that at least six months, you know, this woman is legit, you know, this man is legit, and this is probably who I'm going to build my life with. So therefore, let's try to mix the kids in and, you know, get make sure the ex is okay with it and make it work. So that's a, that's a great point, Denisha. Yeah. And I wanted to pick up like this extremely important for me because like I can understand like my mom and dad are still together, but I've never ever in my life seen like my mom step out. You know what I'm saying? I just it just my mom is like in my ass. And so even though like you know my relationship didn't last or you know I had my own personal problems, I want my daughter to be able to feel the same way about me. I don't want her to grow up and be like, oh, my mom is this man, this man, I'm supposed to do this or feel like she needs to be seeking validation between relationships because it's not like that. You right. know, so you kind of want to set some type of God song, you know, some type of godly foundation with her as far as like with personal relationships because she's at the age of seven. She knows she knows what's right what's right around. Because right. when she told me, she said, You need to get you a man that treats like a queen. I knew Oh, that's so sweet. You know, so she's at an age where she knows better, and like, you know, like it's moments where I get down. I, you know, I kind of be, you know, like in my mood because I, I be wanting to go on a date. I want to do something, but you know, my baby, she always say like, "Mama, you need a boyfriend." (laughs) And I'm like, God. (laughs) (laughs) But I know he gonna see somebody, you know, in God's timing. Because you know, one thing about temptation, temptation to move. You like you right. You're right. Look, out of the mouth of babes, they'll tell you what you Oh, too honest. That's why I got a trainer because Camille told me she was like, This stomach getting demons, I was like, like, Let me start. I booked a trainer that week. They are honest, baby. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Sakura? How how what's your outlook on dating? Um, well, you um, have like a teenage son, so that's kind of yeah. Like, so I'm not dating. Um, I haven't dated in a very very long time. Um, I think the last guy that I was just, I was serious about that wasn't my son's father. My son was like maybe two or three. But I didn't have like my son, you know, around him, you know, call him dad or anything like that, because I wasn't looking at that situation as something that would be like permanent because I was still hoping that I would be his, you know, his father. So I agree with you guys. Um, I don't want anybody in my son's life who's not permanent. 
and who isn't willing to be a parent and you know sacrifice and take him on just like you know like that like he's theirs basically so um yeah i'm pretty firm on that too i don't like i don't even really you know if a guy's flirting with me or something like that my son's like well you need to go on dates you always turn the people around and so he's noticing it because he's older now but I'm not gonna let him know about it. Like whenever I do start dating, it'll have to be somebody who's, you know, prepared to be married and permanent. So that's my take on it. And it's like, what do these men? All these beautiful single ladies, boss ladies on this on this live tonight. Like, what's wrong with these men? It's crazy, right? Bad you. They 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 you. They're intimidated. That's I think that's, they're very intimidated because, like, I'm a military background, so I'm very headstrong. I'm a go-getter. I know what I want. I'm going to accomplish it. You know, I have a lot of streams of income. I'm an entrepreneur as well, you know, and I work for the government. And a lot of men are very intimidated by that. So, and I'm not settling. So I can wait. You don't have to. <laughs> Most definitely. Like I be praying, like Lord, I know you have someone for me that's specifically designed for me. I don't think I got it right the first time, but the second time I'm gonna try to get it right and kind of trust God's plan on that. Um, so I know you guys say like you all want your child's fathers to kind of be serious with someone before they introduce them to them. Do you feel like it's a necessity that you meet the person first or are you okay with your kid? Um, just, I, I don't know, going with the person, having a relationship with them outside of you knowing the person. So personally, I don't got to know her. Like, baby, we not friends. I don't, I don't want to be your friend. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I want him to just use his his judgment. I want him to be intellectually thinking and not thinking with his physical part. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. So I want, I just want, just, like when I talk to you, I just want justifiable actions. You mm -hmm. know, like how long y'all been dating? How many kids do she have? What does she do for a living? What does she stay? What's her credit score? What's her FICO? <laughs> get the income ratio. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like where is she from and like what's her, her familiar background because when you think about it like i want to know your morals and your values because me being uh like me being married to somebody who had previous he had four kids by the girl um we were we were like dating a year or whatever and we got married and then you know the kids start coming around but this is my thing. I always respect her as a mother. I don't post her kids on social media because I feel like it's disrespectful. Those are her kids. I'm not posting her kids on social media. Second of all, I'm a stepmother, so I'm not their discipline. I'm not their primary disciplinarian, and I don't believe in whipping nobody else's kids. And my, that's my personal reason because you never know what she's teaching them at home. Because I feel like it's a country indication. So if I dis if I discipline you for uh, something in my house and your mama might be telling you at home that that's correct, I'm out of place. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's kind of, it, you and that, that person that, they, that they're dating, y'all morals have to be aligned. You know what I'm saying? Because I would be totally upset if you discipline my child. Uh, like one time, say for instance, um, this man touched my daughter's hair in the store and she told him, don't touch her. 
I would not whoop my child for telling somebody, do not touch her. Versus the person that she was with got kind of got upset about it. And they were felt like they felt like she was being snobbish. Don't touch her hair. You know, you mean you don't on your hand. Why is the stranger touching my touching my child's hair? A creep, probably a creep. But you see what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. Is. Like you and that you and that person that I have to have the same morals, the same values. I just don't believe in discipline discipline people children for this specific reason. Because if the mom comes and she comes to address me for something that I did, I have every right, she has every right to get a hold of me. Because guess what? I shouldn't have touched her child because she believed that it's right. That's why it's important for a man to be with somebody that got sins. <laughs> um so I know you say like you don't have to know her, but um, I'm kind of where I am now. Um, I would kind of like to know the person, especially with Grant's dad, only because Grant is two, and he's not to where he can tell me how somebody is treating him, or you know, if something's out of place, he can't communicate that with me. Now, now, Camille, she's been around her dad's girlfriend. I don't have a problem with it, <laughs> you know. Because she can verbally communicate with me. And I trust him not to have someone around her that would, you know, I ever put her hands on her or step out of line, like you said. Um, what about you two, Gabby and Sakura? How do you guys feel about that? Um, I don't know. I'm, I haven't. So when I'm with uh, my life partner now, um, so when we got together, Atira was like, your daughter, she was of age um, to the point where he was there more as a guidance and a support, um, you know, because she's always been the athlete. He was an athlete. Um, you know, she, sorry. Uh, she was an athlete. He was an athlete. And so the guidance there, you know, going to the softball games, you know, being there for her through schooling. All of that kind of stuff. And so she wasn't a small child to the point where it took him hitting her or pushing her or putting his hands on her at all. Um, I don't feel that if the person is not the parental, is not the parental uh, parent, that they should even touch a child. Honestly, mm -hmm. I think it's quite wrong for a man to even hit a girl. Uh, or daughter, because that sends the wrong message to a young yes. girl, period. Whether it's the biological father or uh, the fiance or boyfriend or whoever. So that's just kind of my take on that. So we never really got to that uh, point because um, not seeing my child as an angel, but she hates getting in trouble anyway. <laughs> so she really, it's very rare that she gets in trouble. And they kind of built their own relationship and I allowed that to happen naturally, where that if there is something like some things, quite frankly, she'll go to him versus me and vice versa. And so I think just allowing the child and your mate, once you do realize that y'all are going to be on the same trajectory and be together to build their own relationship. Because a lot of times, you know, we love the man so much, you know, it's like we're forcing our kids on them. And that kind of, to me, builds up a wall between the whole relationship. So um, hopefully that answers your question. I don't really, I, I haven't experienced the that part, but, um, but I just allowed them to kind of build their own relationship and they are able to communicate and he's there to guide her through life. Really. Mm. 
So for me, um, my son's father is deceased. So like I won't have to, you know, really go through the whole him being around, you know, another woman in that type of aspect. But um, in the future, like if I date somebody, I definitely agree with Gabby. Um, you know, my mom was a single mother as well. She I always knew her as like dating my um, my siblings dad. And he wasn't, you know, the disciplinary factor she was. So if I got a spanking, it was my mama. And, you know, he was kind of, it was kind of like good cop, bad cop. But he was like, you know, there to guide and support. And I actually look at my brother and sister's dad as being my dad, which is probably something y'all don't hear very often. Um, but I do believe that, you know, as a single mother, you can get somebody you know, God will send you someone and that person will treat your child just like that's their child. And, you know, that's why I call my brother and sister's dad my dad, because I was born with sickle cell anemia. I don't have it today. But like he was with my mom, you know, through that. Uh, what my biological father was, I really don't know. But I just know that my dad, you know, my brother and sister's dad, he's always been in my life. Like even when I moved 12 hours away from where we live. He's the one who bought my furniture here. And like my mom died when I was 11. And so we have like a real father daughter relationship. Like if you go in his office at work, I'm up there, you know, in a picture frame with the rest of his kids. And so, yeah, that's just my take on it. She was always that disciplined, but he's definitely a provider. You know, everything a man should be. Uh, my dad has been that. Like my brother, sister's dad, but I call him my dad. So he's, he's been that's that's my dad. Difference, right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's honestly that's the way it should be. Uh, because a lot of times we get caught up in this stepdad and stepmom and all this kind of stuff and don't touch my kids. And then like you said, Denisha, you don't know what the other person is telling them at home about you or about that situation. And so it can become a gray area. I think one thing that we all kind of fail to do in life in general is just straight communicate. I'm just making sure that we're keeping those lines of communication open regardless um, through the entire situation. You're right about that. And they got to be something that's, that's reciprocated on both sides. Yeah. Right. A lot of times men, they don't want to play that role. Like they, they try to make the house happy and then they want to just like, okay, whatever, this is my baby mama. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But they just, they just try to just keep it. It's just a great wall. But like my one thing about me, my mama always taught me to be a woman first and to be respectful of other people's kids, other people's opinions. At that time, I was not a mother, so you don't know how other people feel. Right. So that's, that's the only reason why I always had that, that attitude. Right. You know, my mother taught me that like you have to be respectful of other people's, you know, how they feel in the children. Right. Yeah, boundaries. Seriously, I don't believe in whooping anybody else's kids. No, um, because simply, I don't. Want there's no to. need to. There's no need to. I mean, you would at that point go to the parent. Um, mm -hmm. you got to lay your hands on, you know, someone else's children. And that's all I would want. Like, if so, if my child does something that that that's that horrible. Call me right then and there and let's address the situation. Don't let it fester or wait till later. No, let's, let's talk about it right then and there. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And I definitely expect the same with mine. Like, I don't want anyone touching my kids. If it's an issue, call me. Right. Um, and if you tell me and it's something that sounds like they need a whooping, I'm going to say, okay, whoop them. <laughs> wow. But, 
Let me tell you. Communication. <laughs> yeah. To whoop them. I believe it does take a village, but it doesn't take a village to whoop your kids. So. You like that? You just never know because sometimes, you know, maybe the other parents, girlfriend, whatever, they might have a vendetta against you and start yeah. taking it out on the kids, just, you know, on your behalf. So I definitely think we should all establish those boundaries when it comes to discipline kids. <laughs> um, so our next topic, I'm excited to talk about this because I know what all of y'all are going to say on this. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I don't know if you all like follow the shade room, but a couple weeks ago, the game, the rapper, talked about his woman shouldn't pay any bills. Uh, he don't believe in women going half on bills. Um, <laughs> um, so, kind of what's your take? Do you feel like a man should pay all of the bills in a household and, and cover, like, expenses for your kids as well. So I'll go first. <laughs> um, not that I had experience with that firsthand, but um, I definitely think that a man uh, is a provider. You know, even in the Bible, uh, Adam had everything in place first and Eve was just there to manage. And so she was the help me. And I think from my household, that's what I'm going to marry is somebody who can pay all of my bills. Not that I'm looking, you know, for just money or anything like that, but that's the type of structure that I'm going to have for my house. So I think that a man should pay all the bills. Um, now, I I will contribute, you know, like a vacation or something like that or gifts and things like that. But as far as like the household, like our necessities, I definitely think that a man um, should be the forerunner on that. I think that he should be the provider because you usurped authority you know, the authority of the man, I think, you know, when women make more, sometimes men do get intimidated, but that should encourage them to uh, level up, to become an entrepreneur, to get other, you know, streams of income going for themselves so that they can be the provider that they need to be. Um, so, yeah, I think men should pay all the bills. I mean, I mean, I mean, from the background, uh, my grandfather and, you know, my uncles and I was just raised from a family of hardworking men, period. And so, although we are strong women, the men provided and took care of the household. So when I say household, I mean mortgage, lights, the household. Now, as far as, you know, the, the, I think the problem is, the, the main problem is the women's live people who actually said we actually want to work. So now we got two jobs. We got to go to work, then we got to come home and work. So we actually got two jobs. But anyway, that's all another story. <laughs> I'm joking. But anyway, so I think the, the main role of a, of a man is to be the provider. And really, any man that has a problem with what the game said is probably a man that can't provide or can't be in that role. Um, in my household, for example, my man pays all the bills. But what I do do, I provide in other ways. I do laundry. When I'm coming home, dog ass damn tired. I make sure that we have food to solve. When I come home, dog ass tired. I make sure that when he want to roll over and rub my booty every now and then, when I'm dog ass tired, we have some loving. And so those are the things to me, and I'm not trying to sound, uh, what is it, sexist or anything, 
Um, but we do have to understand that there are roles yes. in a Roman. And I think a lot of times, especially in the black community, we've gotten away so much from those roles. And women, yes. I don't need this and I don't need that. Yes, but what we do? You like, do. <laughs> do it together and you do need a helpmate. I feel like everyone needs a helpmate. Um, and so um, just because you're not paying the bills and dishing out money for the bills, you do provide in other ways. Um, and so that's just my take on it. So I agree with, with, with Gabriel, like all the way down to the T. Uh, personal, my personal experience, uh, I've never had a man where I had to pay anything, even when I had my own place and we stayed in two separate places. He still paid all of my bills. Um one thing, another thing is what I can say that I believe separately is like with my uh, own, with my own personal income, what I would do is I would contribute uh, a percentage of my check designated to an account. Like say, for instance, if we got any type of emergencies, the kids, medical bills, kids, Christmas, you know what I'm saying? If something come up and we need basically like a rainy day fund, that's what it's for. And I don't believe that I should just take 100% of my income and live off of it and do whatever I want to do, go buy Louis Vuitton, go splurge with the girls. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is I believe that my income should be also a cushion. You know, it should give us the support that we need just in case something comes up. So, like, I agree with both of you all. Yeah, so, so the man needs to be the primary or should be yes. the primary yes. provider. To be the provider. Because yes. yeah. that's what God says. You yes, that's in the, the word. <laughs> you can't provide or you can't protect me. I don't need you. Exactly. God is my ultimate my ultimate husband. If that's the case, yes, I don't need you. Right. That's no true. settling. <laughs> and I feel like God said that. No Ain't no such holiday, no loans. <laughs> 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 I agree with that though. Like Gabby said, um, anybody that may have a problem with that, they may be one that just can't provide. And you know, I, I haven't been with a guy. It's the totally opposite from Donisha. I haven't been with a guy that has paid all the bills. Even when I was married, we were like splitting bills. Um, you know, we were like, which I don't, you know, I'm not knocking that. Any families that's doing that out there, you know, I've seen my mom and dad split bills and everything. Cool. But what I want for me and myself, I would prefer to not have to, you know, put money towards household things. Because like you guys said, it's in the Bible. Um, the man is a provider. He is a, he's a sustainer. He's the head of the household. And I'm going to let you be that. So mm -hmm. that's just kind of my take on it. Um, but, you know, if I have to pay a light bill here and there, Cool. No, I don't mind that. But as far as like going half on things, I definitely feel like, you know, that's the man's yeah. job. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, if I'm going half on things, <laughs> I'm going to start acting like it, you know, it's not going to be. Exactly. No that, and that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Look, we yeah. put our leg on one at a time. Just like. Same way, right? We're going we to be in this thing 50 50. We're going to do it 50 50. You're going to wash some dishes. You're going to do this laundry too. Roommates. That's a roommate. That's a roommate. That's right. 
roommate. You're a roommate. You're a roommate. We been And look, for the men that are watching, we are not gold diggers. The no. bottom of y'all should survive. So don't right. Yeah. <laughs> we are gold. G-O-A-L. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. You know, me and me quick to say that. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Probably on this why they all sing. Oh. <laughs> I don't even they were single and this and that, but I'd rather be see if I'm gonna be paying the bills over here. What I need you for? <laughs> and see, that's the attitude that the woman would have. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, talking about anybody where the woman makes more than the man, but I'm telling you, in that man's subconscious, he's not really even a man because he's not the one providing. Like, you know, if something happens to his wife who's making all the money then what? The income is going to stop. Mm -hmm. Their roles are out of place. That That's out of order from the start. Mm -hmm. And you know, so, this is not about a man's morals and their values. You see right. Like, right. Yeah. That's why I'm talking to somebody I, within the first 15 minutes, I can tell like your your family background. Right. I, like, even if you approach me, hey, what's up, mom? <laughs> A, A, and first thing I say, B, C, D. Do you talk to your mother like that? How would you feel if somebody talked to your mother like that? I'm a mother. Right. That's so true. That's so true. Because look, what you allow will continue. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So true. So true. You definitely have to set those boundaries up front. Um, you set the tone from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You let them get away with it once, they'll continue to do it over and over and over again mm -hmm. until you finally say something about it. They'll be like, well, it didn't bother you a year ago <laughs> when I did it. Exactly. And ladies, that goes for everything. I mean, not just the household. That goes from opening my door. That goes from our date nights. You know, that goes for a whole yes. You got to set that home. Yes. The door, or he walking in the door from you before you and letting that shit close. Then, no, you got to stop and pause. I'm not walking through it until you come back and open my door. Like, we have to start setting the tone of how we want men to treat us. Because, quite frankly, a lot of men, and not giving them a hall pass, but they really weren't taught that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our men, they, they, most of them weren't raised with, you know, father in the household, you know, or whatever it may be. And they just want to talk those things. And so let's start setting the tone for our men on how they need to be treating us. Now, if he just a dude is like, get that ain't, excuse me, get that ain't <laughs> door, that's a different story. Yeah. Like, we got to set that tone. Yeah, that standard is important. Enforcing the standard. Mm -hmm. I, don't know. I, can only say, I didn't realize how important it was until I got in my in my twenties. Cause like back in Jackson State days, you know when you sneak out the dorm, you running trying to get <laughs> <laughs> you running and hiding the palace. You know you don't supposed to be opening up the door for you. But like when I hit that like twenty four, you know twenty five, I'm like. <laughs> Girl, but you know what's so funny about that? That is so funny you say that. 
I told my daughter, because you know she off in college. I said, don't you ever let no man have you come from your door by yourself without walking you back to that door. You know, I was like, kind of telling her all that kind of yeah. stuff. So you'll leave out of there and go running back to the uh, door, and he walked you back to your doggone room. Like, come on now, you know. So I told her. <laughs> That's funny you said it because I was like, watch out for that, you know. <laughs> drop, drop me off in a low light, low pitch area. Christmas, no. And we all been sneaking through them doors, so I get it. <laughs> that night, right. <laughs> That is so the wrong lady at the front desk looking at you like, where you been at this? Right. <laughs> Look, the walk, the walk of shame. <laughs> uh, somebody told my mama one time I was leaving at the dorm. This one of uh, these ladies from my hometown. She gonna call my mama, tell my mama I was walking out of the dorm with a little bit of skirt on. Mama, I told her I said I saw was and I'm going to the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before my mom was like this, like all my friends just get mad. We went to New Orleans. I called my mama, telling my mama everything they we doing. Stop we telling your mama we don't need people to leave me because I'm telling my mama everything. You know? <laughs> but people really do they be jealous of your relationships that you had with your like, like your mother daughter bond. And like you said, yeah. a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. They really don't. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> well, it's been a great episode. Um, I hope you guys are tuned in. Definitely learned something. We will be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know which day yet, but we will be back. Uh, if there are any topics that you guys want to talk about, definitely send me a DM. You can email me. Um, pretty easy to get in contact with. Um, so I just want to thank all of you ladies for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It was a phenomenal show. Like I really yeah. enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. Me too. You ladies. So definitely tune in the next time where we'll be back. See you guys. Bye-bye.